the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely as he continues to take us through the book of John. John was telling his Greek audience, for centuries you've been thinking about, writing about, and dreaming about the Logos, the power that made the world, the power that keeps the order of the world, the power by which men think and reason and know, the power by which men come into contact with God. That Logos has come down to earth. The Logos became flesh. If you're a new listener, Pastor Leighton Sheely takes us verse by verse through whatever portion of Scripture he happens to be teaching on. We're in the book of John, and it just so happens that he's toward the beginning of the book where we learn about the birth of Christ. More information about Church of the Highlands can be found on the web at highlands.us. Now, the author was an apostle to Jesus Christ. His name was John. He was the youngest of the apostles. He was probably in his teens. He may have been in his 20s when he began to follow Jesus. And Jesus began his ministry around the age of 30. He had a brother. John had a brother named James, who was also an apostle. And these guys were smart businessmen uh, who uh, uh, owned a fishing company. And they were successful businessmen. We know that because their fishing company had boats. And not every fishing company had boats. These guys were smart businessmen. And you recall that in the first century, there were no motors on those fishing boats. So they rowed sometimes miles out into the Sea of Galilee to get into a place where they could fish. And there were no power winches to bring those nets full of fish out. That was all done by hand. And so from those hints and others that we find in the Scriptures, we can fairly well conclude that James and John were smart, buff, sun-bronzed men in the prime of their life who knew how to bark orders and lead. In fact, Jesus called them the sons of thunder. They knew how to bark orders. They knew how to lead. And they were part of Jesus' inner circle. It was Peter, James, and John who got to see things the other apostles didn't see. So, for instance, the Mount of uh, Transfiguration. Uh, Peter, James, and John were there, and they saw the glory of Jesus revealed on the Mount of Transfiguration. And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, the only apostle that is mentioned by name as being present was the apostle John. John saw it all. And we are so blessed by the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit has made it possible for us to know some of what John saw. I say some because that's what John says. He says, uh, so in his writing of the purpose of of the gospel, in John 20, 30, he says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. He says, I could tell you stories. There are a lot of stories I could tell you, but they're not in the book. They're not written here. But these were written, these were chosen so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you might have life in His name. And so John's purpose was to present his readers with evidence 
that could lead them and encourage them to put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, history tells us that all of the apostles were martyred for their testimony and for their faith, except John. It wasn't that they didn't try. According to church history, they tried to kill him. They tried to martyr him by boiling him in water or oil. And it was not successful, so they exiled him to the island of Patmos, where Jesus came and met with him and gave him the revelation, which is the book in our Bibles found by the same names, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. Scholars believe that this gospel is one of the last books written in the New Testament. It was written about 85 A.D. It was about 50 years after the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And the apostle by this time was an aged wise man, somewhere between, say, his 70s or 90s, somewhere in that. And his accumulation of wisdom was manifest throughout his writing. Now, as I mentioned, it's been some time since we studied this passage. Um, My purpose today is to just kind of refresh us and get us launched into the studies that are coming in the coming weeks. Next week, should the Lord tarry, we're planning on starting at uh, verse 19. So I just want us to recap some of the things that we learned earlier this year in in this uh, study in verses 1 through 18. And these verses, as I mentioned, are so rich. We, uh, we have six sermons that are available on highlandsconnection.com. If you'd like to review those sermons, they go into greater depth on what we're about uh, to summarize. In the first 18 verses, they're available on highlandsconnection.com. Uh, and it might be a great idea to spend a few minutes listening to those so that uh, that sets the foundation for our study uh, to come. Now, the Gospel of John begins with these words, In the beginning was the Word... And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, it's interesting that this gospel is about Jesus, but Jesus is not mentioned by name until verse 14. Now, there's a reason for this, and that is people in the ancient Roman world did not know anything about Jesus or the Messiah. But they did know about the Logos. You see, 500 years before Christ, there was a philosopher named Heraclitus who used the word logos to describe how we can find order in the midst of a world that's filled with chaos and how humans can inherently know the difference between right and wrong, good and evil. There was another philosopher named Philo who taught that the logos was the instrument through whom God had created the the world and he was the intermediary between the world and God. Now, remember that the Roman Empire was built upon the Greek Empire, and Greek thought permeated Roman thought. And Greek thought knew all about the Logos. In it, it it saw the Logos as the creating and guiding and directing power of God, the power which made the universe and kept it going. So John was telling his Greek audience, for centuries you've been thinking about, writing about, and dreaming about the Logos, the power that made the world, the power that keeps the order of the world, the power by which men think and reason and know, the power by which men come into contact with God, that logos has come down to earth. The logos became flesh. Now, most of John's intended audience were Greek thinking, but not all. Some were Jewish in their background. And so he wanted to connect with that audience as well. And so he started his gospel with the same first three words, that the Old Testament began with, in the beginning, in the beginning. The Old Testament is Jewish scripture. 
in the beginning. Now, the importance of believing the Bible is, cannot be overstated. Uh, evolution is a direct assault on the credibility of the Bible. Um, it contradicts what the Bible says. The Bible says we were created. Evolution says we just pff, happened, you know, it was an accident. Something happened and we just ended up by chance. These two positions are mutually exclusive. It's one or the other. It can't be both. Um, I tried to make it work. Others have tried to make it work. See, I grew up in a, church, a Bible teaching church. I grew up in this church. But I went to public schools. That was public schools in the last millennium, by the way. And they've changed a lot since then. <clears throat> and in school, I was taught that evolution was fact. And in the church, I taught that creation was fact. And so I tried to marry those two ideas and put them together in something that worked. And I couldn't do it. And it wasn't until I actually went away to Bible college and sat down in a library with a book written by Dr. Henry Morris, who was one of the founders of Institute of Creation Research about the Genesis flood, and started going through that book and realized evolution is bogus. And science disproves the foundations that evolution depends upon. Now, our sermon today is not about that, but I mention that because we, it's important that we take advantage of this opportunity the church family is of having ICR, Institute of Creation, come here with their scientists and brief us on what we know, need to know about evolution. Because all of us are inundated all the time of evolution, evolution. And it's just, I know it's put on by the men's ministries, but it's not just for men. It's, it's for all of us, men, women, children, especially children that are in the public schools. They need to have this information. So I just really want to encourage you to have them come. But I digress. Genesis 1 tells us in the beginning God created, that, it, that God the Father was present, God the Holy Spirit was present. And the Gospel of John tells us that Jesus was also present in the beginning of creation. And the Word was God, excuse me, the Word was with God, and the author makes it clear here that Jesus is distinct from God the Father. But there's more to it than that because if you look at the original language, the preposition literally means the Word was toward God. Not only with God, but it was toward God. And the idea there is that they were face-to-face in conversation, and they were working together on accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish. And, and we hear about conversations between God in the Scriptures. You know, let us make man in our image. The Lord said to my Lord, and, and so uh, the, the word was with God, says that they were face-to-face. They were in conversation. They were working together. There was no opposition involved here. And the word was God. Now, some might suggest, well, if the word was with God, then the word couldn't be God. And what the author is making clear, he wants to make sure we're straight on this. These four words, it's four words in Greek, four words in English, are the clearest and most direct declaration of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ to be found in Scriptures. Jesus Christ was God, is God. Now, there's a lot of teachings that contradict what the Scriptures have to say about Jesus. You know, Mormons teach that Jesus was a man who became God. They've got it entirely backwards, right? Not God became a man, but a man who became God. Um, Muslims teach that he was just a man. 
the greatest prophet until Muhammad came. And Jehovah's Witnesses, they teach that Jesus was just a God based on a misinterpretation of this particular verse. So there's a lot of teachings that contradict the Bible. But the author wants us to know very clearly that the Word is God. Now, the word Trinity is not found anywhere in the Scriptures, but it's a, it's a term that the theologians have coined to describe what the Bible teaches about God, that there is one God in three persons. You know, Pastor Layton often gives me the feeling that I'm back in one of my classes, perhaps New Testament 101, as he takes us verse by verse through whatever portion of Scripture he happens to be uh, dealing with. And, of course, we're in the book of John, and we'll come back and wrap this message up on Thursday. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. It's always wonderful to have you uh, tune in. If you're fairly new to the broadcast, you can find out more about us on the web at highlands.us, including all of the uh, ministries available and the worship times. That's highlands.us. And we're a nonprofit outreach for those of you who are blessed by this ministry and would like to join with us. Give safely. Well, just go to the website, highlands.us. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.